the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Say about that. Give me a call today. 888-LA-TALKS is our phone number. 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS. And this hour, I want to spend a little bit of time to kick it off here, talking about some things in the news. The big news today, I think, other than there's always the war going on and some other things. There's so many things happening. The thing that is impacting our life a lot is inflation, and a lot of numbers came out today. And I wanted to ask you this question. What are you doing to cut back? Have you already had this conversation? My wife and I have now had this conversation. What are you doing to to cut back? What are the first things? 888-528-2557. Give me a call. Let me know. Maybe you have some advice for people. Maybe there are lots of people who are stressing out about what's going on right now. An article I read today talked about how much stress Americans are under and the price increases and other things on top of two years of the weird COVID and all of that. There's a lot of stress that people have and money is one of the biggest stressors there is in life. How do you deal with that? 888-528-2557. What are you cutting out? What's the first thing to go? What's the second thing to go? Uh, maybe it's your coffee. You know, coffee is uh, cheaper, just plain coffee. That's what I usually get. It's a lot cheaper than those foo-foo drinks out there. And uh, you can make it at home without much effort at all. 1995 Mr. Coffee, you can make it. I mean, it's 29.95, or is it 49.95? It's just going up as we speak, the price of Mr. Coffee. We can't get away from it. Everything is skyrocketing. Uh, and I encourage you. Could, in fact, I do that a lot. I don't always go buy my coffee. I will, I will bring it in a thermos at home and uh, sip it through the day. And I'm excited about doing that because I like to brew it at home. It's really good. I've got a grinder and I grind it up and uh, make some coffee. What are you doing to cut costs? Inflation is the huge news of the day. It impacts all of us and some people even more. Seven point nine percent over the past year. Nearly eight percent inflation. That's the news. News reports out today. Uh, we're talking about jobs, and every month, you know, you get these reports about what's going on, and the politicians on both sides will give their spin on it, and you tend to blame the other side if it's bad news, or you take credit for it if it's good news, if it's on your side, and um, the, the truth of the matter is it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, here is Maxine Waters, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, talking about today's numbers. Do clip number one. Last Friday... We received another strong jobs report, which showed that 678,000 jobs were added to the economy in the month of February. The record-setting job creation we saw during the first year of the Biden administration continues. Indeed, thanks to the American Rescue Plan, signed into law by President Biden, the U.S. has had a stronger economic recovery than any other advanced economy worldwide. Wages and salaries for workers grew by 4.5% in 2021, which is the highest pay increase for workers since 1983. Importantly, these wage increases have been most significant for low-income workers. 
And that was Congresswoman Maxine Waters talking about the recent numbers. And the you know the interesting thing is is that some of that of what she said there was true. Six hundred seventy eight thousand jobs. That was a lot more than what people thought. And as a Democrat, she's going to give credit to the Democratic president who's taking credit for all this job growth. But I think everybody knows that it's people going back to work after COVID. And uh, in the same way, you know, President Trump was doing that before he left office as people started coming back. And that's what presidents do, by the way, in both parties. They will take credit or they will shift blame. It's a little more complicated than that. 4.5 percent increase in what people are being paid. That is good news. Some of that has to do with the minimum wage increases that have been happening across the country, including right here in California. But one of the biggest things that has to do with with that is these inflation numbers and real income. And you'll notice that uh, Ms. Waters did not talk about inflation in that. So she talked about a lot of different numbers, but she didn't talk about 8% inflation. And that's because it takes those wages that are up by 4.5% and turns it into a 1.7% decrease that actually, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, government agency, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 1.7% decrease is what our wages actually are. And I think we all feel that. We feel that in so many different ways. And simply put, it's, it's good that wages are up, that the average person is getting paid more than they were. But the reality is, is that even if you've gotten this big raise, I mean, imagine if you get a four and a half percent raise, that's pretty good. That's better than the standard 3.1 or whatever people get sometimes. But when you have inflation at 8%, you're losing money. And the way they calculate all of this is that you've actually lost 1.7%. Um, it matters on a whole lot of levels. If you are a retired person, so the income isn't really something you're thinking about. You're thinking about whatever interest you might be making on your investments. Uh, and if, but if you have cash, it's worth 7.9% less than it was a year ago. So it's pretty serious. It's a pretty serious deal for a lot of us. And, of course, we're seeing it with the gas prices, number one, but that affects every single thing. What do you do? What's going on with you to help you deal with and cope with the increase in prices? What are you cutting first? What are, what's the advice you would give? What are you worried about the most? Maybe we can talk about that and encourage you some today. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You can call me here on Southern California Live. When there is inflation, it's not a word we, we've heard a lot lately. Um, if you were around in the 1900s, we heard a lot about this in the 70s and early 80s. There was a lot of inflation. It was a lot higher than it is now. We're headed that direction, I think. Um, there is an economic theory. Lots of people have different ideas about it. Milton Friedman, probably heard of him. He just blames the entire thing of inflation essentially on debt, the printing of more money, which we have been doing um, more than ever before. Did you know that during the, in this century, during the Bush administration, the national debt doubled. During the Obama administration, the national debt doubled again. And you have to keep in mind, that means it went from five to 10 during the Bush administration, $10 trillion with a T. And then it went from 10 trillion to 20 trillion during the Obama administration. And during one term, Trump administration, it went from 20 to almost 30. And a big bulk of that was all of the stimulus plans that went out because of COVID. And the Biden administration, if you consider Biden and Trump together in that eight-year period, it's set to go from 20 to $40 trillion. That could be the debt. It's already over $30 trillion. And it's snowballing. 
And if you want to know why there's inflation, some economic theorists would tell you it's just that. It's basically this. See, we could give everybody, we could just print $10,000 for every single person in America. It would be a couple of trillion dollars to do that. And we've been spending that in these bills. But if we did that, the prices of everything else would just go up $10,000. So really, you don't have any more money in a practical sense. Does that make sense? I think that that's right. You can call me and if you're an economist and tell me why I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. You can disagree with Milton Friedman. That's okay. I don't care if you disagree with that guy, but that's his idea is that it's the the debt that is causing inflation and as you add more money into the economy, you print more essentially, inflation will go up to meet that because it has to be real. There has to be you know, actual money. And if you just could give everybody a million dollars, well, then everything's going to cost a million dollars more. That's how it works. Um, 888-528-2557. How is inflation affecting you? If you had the conversation, just me and my wife have actually spent some time together just briefly, you know, talking about it. And, you know, the, the impact is going out to eat. We kind of, we get gift cards once in a while. Do you sit on gift cards or do you use them right away? We tend to sit on them for a while, and then we go through a period of time where we spend them. And we've been going out to eat and on gift cards that we've had for various Christmases and, and birthdays and shocked that it's not even enough to cover the meal. Where a couple of years ago, when we first got them, it would have covered the whole meal. We went out to breakfast with my, my two boys. We all got waffles uh, at a great waffle place, and... Uh, we got the extra syrup. I even ordered the bacon. Bacon was like eight bucks for three strips of bacon. I mean, that's, uh, I should have looked at that before I ordered the side of bacon, but uh, I did. And uh, $8 for that bacon. We had three different gift cards we put together and it wasn't enough for breakfast for the family. And this is not some uh, expensive restaurant, right? It's, uh, it's, they're serving waffles. They're good waffles. They were good. Really good. I'd go back and get them. They're probably worth it. But I had to uh, pull out the old credit card and pay the difference and uh, make sure I tip the uh, waiter well, uh, not just on the whatever's left, not from the gift cards. Tipping matters. I uh, hope that you tip well. So this is what's happening. You want to hear what some of the increases are like? 7.9% inflation. Food. Uh, food overall has gone up 7.9%. Uh, food at home, your grocery shopping food has gone up 8.6%, actually higher than that inflation rate. Have you noticed that at the grocery store? I have. What is the most expensive thing that's just sort of shocked you? Uh, Milk, for me, has been that. I think I told you that uh, I was in the Costco recently, and the two gallons I'll buy for my my boys that they drink in 10 minutes, it went from about, I think I want to say 549 to 1049. Just since the last time I bothered to look at that, I was stunned at that. That's expensive, it, and it's affecting everybody. That's just the, the milk that's going on there. Um, food away from home, going out to eat is uh, 6.8%, a little less than the inflation rate, but it's catching up. It takes a while. See, what happens is the food that the restaurants have to buy gets more expensive, and then that will eventually turn into uh, more expense for the restaurant, which then they pass along to you. Energy, uh, gasoline, of course, we're all, we're all dealing with that, uh, 38% inflation and gasoline, 38% in the past year, 12 months. That's how much it's gone up, if you want to know. And that's nationally, 38%. Uh, It feels like it's gone up 38% in the last 10 minutes, but 38%. Uh, Electricity, if you are just using your electricity at home, that has gone up 9%. Uh, Gas, natural gas, 23.8% in the last year. 
that's pretty significant. Um, new vehicles, you've got to buy a new car. You can't buy any because they can't run because they need the chips, right? But if you happen to be able to buy one, it's gone up 12.4%. This one I just don't understand. Maybe you can help me with this one. I don't get it. But used cars, have you gone out to try to buy a used car recently? We, we fortunately, we buy used cars. We, it helps us a lot. This is something that I would highly recommend. If you're looking for a way to cut back, you got to take a look at your car payments. Your car payment is probably killing you. It just is. And um, if you don't have a car payment, keep it that way. Go out and buy a junk vehicle if you can, if you have to, just to not have a car payment. And I, I advise people sometimes sell the car, take the loss, get rid of the payment, you know, if you can. Used cars, though, have gone up 41.2% in the past year. Used cars, 41%. What's that about? I don't understand that. I've, I've been hearing that, and then I look at that number, 41% used cars. Is that just because you can't get the new car? Is it because the new cars maybe have hit some kind of plateau or something, some kind of limit where people say, nope, they're just too expensive? Maybe it's uh, the electric cars that we're supposed to be able to go buy because that's been the government solution to the gas prices. They've told us to go get electric cars because all of us can go right now buy a $56,000 car plus. Uh, that's uh, that's the average price, uh, the median price. Or is that the lowest? It's somewhere, I think that's about the median price for your electric car. That's pretty expensive. Uh, lots of other things just getting much more expensive. Across the board, it's going up, but the used cars is, is really a big thing. How you doing? Let me really ask you, how are you doing? Are you feeling anxious about this? Do you wonder where it is that you go with your money? Give me a call and let me know. 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS is the number here. This is the Southern California Live program. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's great to be with you today as we talk about these things going on in in the world. What do you do to cut back? How would you help people? How would you advise a friend who's coming to you saying they just can't deal with the money? Where do you cut? You know, the the coffee money is a big one for a lot of people. I once was counseling somebody who couldn't pay her rent and she wanted the church to help her out with rent. And whenever I get people like that, you know, we're able to help. And that's a big part of, uh, I think, what the church can do for each other is really help when people have great needs like that. But you do have to ask questions. You do have to to really um, make sure that you're being good stewards of the money. And so I have people, okay, chart out your expenses. Let's do it that way. And we charted out and she was spending her her share of her rent. She was single and had roommates. Her share of her rent was seven hundred bucks a month. She was spending seven hundred months bucks a month mostly on coffee, some going out to eat, but it was mostly on just your your daily Starbucks. And maybe uh, I'm one of those people who just encourages that with my joking about coffee, but uh, I don't mean to do that. You shouldn't be spending it if you have that kind of debt. And she was in a place where she can't pay her rent, but she had her frappuccinos every day. And I wonder how much of us, how many of us are doing that? Uh, and how is it worth it? It's really not. It's not even really healthy for you, you know, to be honest with you. But have you ever really looked at your income? Most of us haven't. There's a lot that the Bible tells us about money. The Bible deals with money all the time, actually. And, you know, as a pastor, let me tell you, I get uncomfortable with the subject of of money and preaching on it, even preaching on tithing and stuff. Some guys are just great at it. Some guys are a little overboard with it, okay? Um, but it's it's such an important discipline uh, to give. 
and to give as God has called you to give. But it's also an important discipline to be good stewards of everything that God has given you, to actually make sure that you're paying attention to this. And the Bible is loaded with conversations about money. Jesus talks about money all the time. The book of Proverbs may be one of the biggest uh, discussions in the entire book of Proverbs is about money. Uh, Did you know that? The book of Ecclesiastes has a lot to do with money and finding the meaning of life and being wise with your money. What do you do that's wise with your money? Have you thought about that? 888-528-2557 is the number here. Let me uh, let me give you some thoughts here about this. <clears throat> you know, and, and I'm not preaching to you, but as we, we really think about this, I think that this can bring you some comfort. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was to continue to be a giver even when I was finding myself in financial difficulty. Now, years ago, uh, and I'm out of this now, I got in tremendous debt, terrible credit card debt. And I know some of you are there, and I empathize with you because I think it took years off my life, the stress that that caused. And you don't notice it a lot of the time. You don't notice it when times are okay and you're making enough money. But I know that some of you, every month, it's like, oh, here comes this bill again. And eventually they get to a point where they're calling you, right? And it's kind of awful. You got to get out of it. And maybe one of the things, one of the reasons that God is allowing us to have this kind of financial stress is it's going to force us to take a look at what we have. The church has the ability to be the most generous organization in the world. And we are, frankly, we are the most generous organization in the world already. But we can be a whole lot more if we didn't owe Visa and MasterCard our life. Money is uh, the root of all evil, but it's not evil in itself. Surprisingly often, there are lots of things in the Bible about money. It's very, very powerful. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. Are you working hard? You know what? Something that does worry me is we have so many uh, side hustles that so many people feel like they have to do. And sometimes you're doing that just to pay your rent or to pay off your debt. And that's what you have to do. That's how I paid off my debt. I'll tell you what, when I went into ministry, I was making a lot of money working for a company uh, called SAIC, government contractor. And ministry was kind of always my second choice, and there's a longer story that put me into it. But eventually, God convinced me through a series of events, and I say convinced, he forced me, really, which I'm I'm proud of. I'm glad that he did that, uh, into ministry. But I had to make a choice. And in doing that, I had to make a choice to take a 74% pay cut. And at the time, I had student loans, to the, in the amount of around $60,000. I owed Visa and MasterCard somewhere in the amount of twenty dollars or $30,000. And I owned a vehicle that was a lemon. And the only light on that car that worked regularly was the check engine light. And it was costing me a lot of money. And you know what was interesting about this is that I was making a lot of money, but I wasn't really making much of a dent into my, my debt. And then God's calling me into ministry where I was going to be an intern and they were going to help me with some housing and some other things, but my cash flow would be very, very little. And I had to trust him for that. I stepped out in faith and God provided eBay. 
and I went to seminary. I went into ministry. I went to seminary, and I also started a business on eBay, and I worked really, really hard. I was one of the first eBayers, one of the first people to actually start a business. I used to, I started just selling stuff around the house, and it's amazing what people will buy on that that website. This was before Craigslist, okay, where now, you know, most of the junk's on Craigslist, but there's still all kinds of stuff on eBay. And eBay was fun. It was an auction site, and people would do it. And then people would mail you a check, and they'd mail you cash. It was before there was PayPal or electronic things. And I started a business selling boat radios, which I knew nothing about. It was drop shipping, so I never even saw them, meaning it was just like a catalog company, and you would buy from me, and then I would order from the manufacturer, and they would send it to you. They would put my label on it. The business was called The Ferocious Wholesaler. My last name, F-U-R-R-O-W, Ferocious. And God provided this so that I could pay off the debt. And I firmly believe that this happened simply because I chose to trust him and to have faith. But there were some other things that happened, and I'll talk about that when we get back. I'd love to hear from you on what you might be doing to cut back. What are the things that you are concerned about? Do you have anxiety about the inflation? Different things. How can we help you with that today? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Give me a call. This is Southern California Live, the Thursday edition. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today, and we're talking about anxieties that you might have about inflation and how much things cost. Give me a call and tell me what you think, 888-528-2557. What are you doing to cut back? If you were in your own budget, you're looking around, where do you cut first if that's what you need to do? What would you advise other people? Have you Do you have a good story with this, something that you can advise people? Let us know. Join the conversation at 888-528-2557. Seven, Harris Poll survey came out today that talked about alarming spike in U.S. stress. That was the the survey. It was about stress. And most people said that the inflation and the war are stressors more than anything else. It's amazing, amazing how things have changed all of a sudden. Because weren't we all sick with the Omicron, Omicron just a few weeks ago? I mean, we, and it's true, we were. I don't know what happened to you. We had a couple of weeks where I think my whole church had it, and nobody uh, nobody died uh, at my church during that period. But uh, there was a week where I'd say we were down by 70% or something. Um, I had it for a period of time. And that was in January. That was like the end of January. And here we are, just a few weeks later, COVID is leaving our minds, mostly, and the stress level in our country has gone up. Suddenly we're worried about war. Here's what that survey said. 87% of Americans said they were stressed by inflation. 81% said supply chain issues stressed them. I understand that. I uh, was at the supermarket the other day looking for cream cheese. They didn't have any. There was a cream cheese shortage. I went to Costco. They didn't have it. Everybody was out of cream cheese. Uh, It is back as of yesterday. And my kids are grateful for that because we, they sometimes they like a little bagel with their breakfast in the morning. My wife is very good, though, at making oatmeal a lot, and she makes it really good. Maybe she puts cream cheese in it, which might defeat the purpose of it, but it's really good. Um, 81% said global uncertainty, 80% stressed by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, 80% worried about potential retaliation from Russia, 
and nearly two thirds said the pandemic has forever changed their life. So it's it's not a uh, you know encouraging thing, but. What I hope to be able to do here with us is encourage you to say, hey, you know what, This is, hard times happen and we have lived through the greatest period of the growth of wealth and financial security in human history. We can deal with it. We can do it. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-LA-TALKS, if you want to join the conversation. Um, I got a phone call who wants to say uh, poverty is calling from Los Angeles. You're a lot of people, if that's uh, if that's your name. Uh, poverty, welcome to the program. Hi. Hello. Yeah, so uh, that's obviously not my name. It's just a, a given fact. <laughs> but, you know, we can't, we can't, <laughs> it's a description huh, of your through. condition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can pull through, you know. And, uh, you know, for me, I've got a you know, biblical understanding of uh, the Scripture, Genesis to Revelation. And, um, you know, if he wanted to, him being the Lord who healeth, he can heal me. But for whatever reason, I've been gifted with this chronic pain. Uh, you mm. know, I had it in my 20s, uh, but when I started getting my 30s, it was really annoying. 40s, I started tapping out and, and just couldn't do anything. You, know, you, have, a, you have a so you have a chronic pain that you've been dealing with for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you look at me, I don't, it doesn't look like I do. You know, I mean, like, I, you look at me, I'm not overweight. You know, I don't drink. Uh, don't like drugs. You know, I'm, I like the scripture. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Anyhow, um, you know, so what, um, I've been gifted with that. I like I had to finally tap out. You know, I, I just can't do a day's work, you know, and that's shoved me into life of poverty. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and, and for the people that don't understand this, um, or would not be willing to do it. You know, I've been without a phone for years, and finally recently I got a, a phone, and it's, you know, prepaid phone. Well, that's one way you can cut back, is go with the cheapest phone possible. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles. Uh, you know, I mean, I, television, I haven't seen that in years. Don't need to. Um, well, you haven't missed anything. Pardon me? You haven't missed anything on your television in all these years, I think. I have you to know, say that again. Oh, I was saying you said you haven't had television for uh, many years, and I said, well, you haven't missed anything because there's just yeah, not a lot of good yeah, TV. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you make, yeah, a, you make an excellent way. you make an excellent point that um, I think people feel like. Do you feel like that people feel like they just can't go without? Like we can't go without the cell phone that you know, twenty five years ago, hardly anybody had, and fifteen years ago there was just the beginning of smartphone. I think. And now people feel like they have to have that. They have to have your your subscriptions. Do you feel like that's a big issue for a lot of people? Yes, definitely. And and you know you got the television is one, the phone is one, internet is one. Uh, there's so many things that we just you know think we can't live without, and we some of us can. Some of us yeah. can. Yeah. All right. Uh, poverty, for lack of your real name, but you represent a lot of people. I think with that. Thank you for your call. And uh, I hope that you start feeling better, that uh, you're able to get some things done. And, you know, I think that he he shows us something, that there are a lot of people who deal with, uh, who are able to make it just fine with a lot less and who don't have all of the stuff. I mean, it's isn't it strange how reliant we are on technology today? There was, I don't have it in front of me, but another survey that said people are, incredibly anxious if they don't have their phone around. 
that if they can't pick it up every few minutes just to look at it, they start to have anxiety. They start to feel like they're missing out. They feel like they're having all kinds of other problems. Well, we didn't even have these things a few years ago. Do you remember the time when uh, you just had a landline? That's all you had. If you were if you were around in the last century, you don't have to be too old for that. Uh, man, if something was going on, you just didn't hear about it till you got home. Or you know, if somebody called you, you had to be home. And you know what? We survived that. Uh, shockingly, we somehow survived without the internet. I could do without email. I'm, I'm done with email. Email just backs up with me and then I've got 400 emails to get out. And, um, that would be nice. I think to, to go away. How do you deal with inflation? What are you cutting back on? What are some thoughts that you have different things that you've done in your life? 888-528-2557. I think that caller is very helpful that the, one of the first things you have to do is take a look at your life and what you're spending and say to yourself, do I really need that? Do I need to be subscribed to Spotify and Pandora and Apple Music? Do I really need any of that? You don't. You know, they have, those are free even. You have to deal with commercials. Um, but it, they're free if you want to have your music, if you've got the uh, the equipment to do that. Maybe you don't, and that's that's okay. You don't need that either. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Before the break, I was talking a little bit about uh, my experience when we were really having financial problems. And when I started dating my wife, I brought the the debt into it. I left the business world into ministry. I'm in seminary, and I was really broke. I was rolling pennies for gas broke, like for real. And I would. I would pay for gas in pennies. My wife lived, when we were dating, she lived on Coronado Island in the San Diego area, and you had to pay a toll to go over the bridge. And... She didn't know this, but I was literally paying for that toll in pennies to go see her. I'd roll up the the coins in pennies and I'd hand them to the poor toll booth operator who really didn't, I think, know what to do with it because you're, you know, how does he know I don't just have, you know, slugs in there or something fake? And they would let me through and uh, I don't think I ever cheated them out of anything. And that's how I would do it. In fact, one of the reasons I think my wife and I eventually, we were good friends but eventually she bought me a toll booth coupon book to get over to that island to come see her. And that's one of the first times I thought, hey, that's a pretty good gift. That's one of the best gifts ever. That means she wants me to come over there. And that was pretty good. And then she started, when we started dating, she started going with me because the other thing, other than running a business on eBay that was helping pay the bills and pay off my debt, I also started going to garage sales and estate sales and then buying things and then reselling them online. And it's amazing. A lot of you do that. And, you know, I think that would be harder to do now with the high gas prices. Gas prices were pretty cheap back then. You probably won't get the money back with the gas prices now that I think about it. But that's what happened then. And then I had to bring the baggage of my debt into marriage, which was hard for Christy because she had never seen a dime of debt in her life and had to cope with that. But she, uh, fortunately for me, got on board with the whole thing. And one of the ways that she helped with this is she became one of these coupon people. Remember a few years ago, there was the crazy coupon ladies and all these couponing shows. And my wife became one of these people. When every Sunday, we had multiple copies of the LA Times and other newspapers delivered to our house. We got the LA Times and the San Diego Union Tribune delivered because we discovered that there are different coupons sometimes in both of those papers. And sometimes in the San Diego one would be a little higher for some reason, where it might be a dollar off in San Diego, but only 75 cents off in Los Angeles. 
And she was really into – she had this coupon book, and whenever she would go to the store, she would have to have two carts. One cart was for the food. The other cart was for her coupon book. I'm not even kidding. And she was brilliant at it. She saved us so much money. And the supermarkets hated her because not only is she not spending any money, but you don't want to get in line behind her. Uh, you, If you want to know what eternity is, get in line behind my wife when she's buying groceries with all those coupons. You're going to be there for days. Some of the supermarkets actually, though, they got to know her when she'd come in and they would literally open up a line just for her. They seriously would. they say, hey, when you're ready, come get us. We'll open up a line for you because otherwise they have a bunch of angry customers. One time she sent me to the store with very specific instructions of how to buy, what order to buy things. And I went to Albertson's and I bought... $40 worth of stuff and I paid no money and they gave me back $2 and change. The crowd that gathered around me wanted to know how I did that. And I said, I don't know. My wife is the genius. I'm just following the list. And that really helped out a lot. And that helped us out a lot. So we're, we're people today who are glad to say we're debt free, but uh, it took us an awful lot of extra work. But it also made us more wise with our money. It, it put us in a place where we were, um, you know, I mean, this is, a, this is something that I think was, was sin in a way for, for me with the, the amount of debt. I didn't go out and buy a bunch of TVs and other stuff, but I, I could have been more careful. I mentioned I had a car that was a problem. That was a lot of my debt, but there were, and, and I went to school and other stuff. But you know what, my friends, if you're worried, let me encourage you to try to do something proactive. Check out the coupons. Uh, don't go out to eat. Uh, start selling stuff on eBay or do a garage sale. You can you can actually make things stretch pretty well, and you don't need all the subscriptions to stuff. Go through your, your bank statements and go, what am I really paying for? Sometimes you forget. You forget that you're subscribed to something that costs you, you know, 20 bucks a month, and you actually signed up for 30 days free, but you have to cancel it. Then you forgot to cancel it. You never used it, and you're paying 20 bucks a month every month. You can join our conversation on Southern California Live. Tell us what you are anxious about related to your money, what tips you might have, what are you going to cut first with the inflation that's going here. What are some proactive, positive things that you can do? You can share them with me here right here on our program. 888-528-2557 is the number. That is 888-LA-TALKS. This is Southern California Live, the Thursday edition. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you here today. We're talking about inflation and how it's affecting everything that we're buying and how we can stretch our dollars, be more, have better stewardship with our money. 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS is the number if you want to join the conversation. Um, Karen from Hawthorne, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I'm, I never buy water anymore. I just I have a certain pot that fills a quart fridge. Yeah, and I just I just boil it, and it takes the lime scale out, the hard water, right? Element, and then I put it through the Brita, and it uh-huh. tastes great. It tastes great. You know that is an excellent point. It's amazing that we buy water in bottles when you think about it. Um, and that does it's cheap, but it costs a lot of money. I wonder how many people would save a lot of money every month by not buying the bottled water. How long have you been doing and then that? I don't, uh, gosh, for a long time. Yeah. 
and I uh, so I boil it, and it, it improves the flavor. And then I put it in quart containers in the back of the fridge, and then I just pour it through the Brita as needed. So I have two quart backups. Yeah. So I can keep a constant supply, and then I'm not using a lot of plastic because they're you know. Well, that's the way glass, we. Uh, Court containers, and then I have a whole system I did, and then then I don't have to deal with the, returning the bottles or right. having them pile up or anything like that. I love it. Well, that's a great idea. Thank you, Karen, for sharing that. You know, that's one way to save money. You know, we're, we're talking about inflation being uh, 8%. Well, in order to make your money be the same as it was a year ago, you need to save 8%. So it's not as much as it might seem. Maybe it's not as overwhelming as you think. Um, Doing this with bottled water, if you're somebody who only can drink bottled water, and I know there's some of you out there, and then some of you it has to be Evian or it has to be the Fuji water. Um, That's harder, I guess, for people from my generation who had no problem drinking from the hose. I mean, we'd stick the hose, you know, in our mouth and we didn't care. We'd drink out of drinking faucets when the kid right before us just slobbered all over the thing. And we're still here, and it works. And we had a Brita thing a while ago, and we – we have a the house we live in right now has a built-in filter uh, system, and we use the filtered water in the fridge. But other than keeping kind of an earthquake kit around, I don't keep bottled water. That's a good a good point. I think a lot of people spend a lot of money on fancy bottled water. Cheryl from Santa Monica, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi Scott, thanks for having me on, and I love this topic. My dad would be so proud of me because <laughs> I've been living frugally for some time. I, I have a part-time position, but I need to make it work full-time for me. Yeah. So I just have, uh, yeah, this is so timely and I so agree. We need to be good stewards of Yeah. How do you, have. how do you make your dollars stretch then? What's some, some things that you do? There, I have kind of a little list here, but a huge expense for a lot of people is car insurance. Mm. And um, there's a big box chain. I don't know if we can say names. But no, let's not I say anybody's name. My... Yeah. Okay. But I cut my <laughs> car insurance in half by going through that big box chain. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's saving me about 600 a year. And what I'm noticing currently is many credit card companies are offering freebies. Um, and I'm not suggesting going into debt, but you can get these credit cards if you have good credit. Um, spend 500, you get a $200 credit on your mm. card, and that could go toward gas. Yeah. Um, you can open a new bank account. A lot of places are giving like two, two fifty in a bonus. That's right. They're not paying any so, interest, but they might you know, pay you 200 bucks to open the account, right? Well, most of the time what i found is the account like there's no minimum and you want to get with the type of account where there's no monthly fee right which most banks offer yeah mm-hmm. and just well, like getting signed up with all the loyalty programs that so many places have mm-hmm. to get you know free birthday treats and free right. money back and i do that i have a counts. loyalty program with everybody because uh, all the free birthday treats i eat for you know, days on the free birthday stuff. Uh, it's yeah, pretty incredible. Love yeah. that. And yeah. and there's a, a really great newsletter out, too, that if you know, go, like, frugal newsletters, um, it's just loaded with tips. It comes out every couple of days. And yeah. 
there's a lot out there, um, isn't there, I, for people if you're really paying attention uh, that can really help. And I think that's a big piece of what uh, is very, very helpful. Uh, Cheryl, thank you for calling us today on Southern California Live. Appreciate that. And, you know, Cheryl, she talked about your car insurance. And that's another thing that my wife did, my brilliant wife, Christy, who saved us a bunch of money. And she does this uh, every so often. You can actually call up just about every place that you're spending money on, your cable company, your phone, your all this stuff. And sometimes just tell them, hey, I'm going to cancel it unless you give me a cheaper price. And you'd be surprised. Now, they know when you're playing them. So you have to have a real plan. You have to be able to walk away. All right. And do that. But you'd be surprised at how much you can save on your cable bill, maybe on your cell phone bill. There's always different plans. There's other things out there. And insurance is a big one. Insurance is a really big one. When was the last time you actually did take a look at your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance or a different kind of insurance that you might be paying? You know, healthcare, it keeps going up and up and up. Uh, at our church, and I know a lot of your businesses do this, we bid it out quite frequently because we find out that over the course of a few years, it goes up a lot, but then we bid it out and it goes back down again. And you have to just keep doing that work. I think one of the lessons that we can learn from all this is it takes some proactivity. I think that our our anxiety sometimes and our wondering what to do for some of us, that just shuts us down, right? We don't know what the next step is. We get overwhelmed. Is it overwhelming? That's something that the poll that we discussed recently is basically saying is that Americans are overwhelmed by this inflation and other things. Well, I think that if you do some of the work, you can find that you can start saving the amount of money that is whatever the amount of inflation is for a while. I think inflation is going to go up. I think we're looking at over 10% probably pretty soon. Um, we're, there's a lot of reasons for that. But like I said before, the national debt is, is a big piece of it. Uh, 888-528-2557. If you want to call in with some tips, we might have time for one or two more phone calls. Let me give you a, a couple of other things to think about. Part of what I think the anxiety that many people feel in our country is, is that we're used to having extra We're used to having more than enough. And honestly, the inflation and some of what we're dealing with right now, for many of you, you've never dealt with it in your life. Or maybe it was going on when you were a kid and your parents had to deal with it. Or you've only had to deal with it whenever you lost a job or changed a job. You might have had something happen in your life. But you never really saw it in the national sense, even a global sense, that we're seeing it right now. One of the things to do is to realize something, that your and this is this is not something I'm saying to be trite, but it's something that, as a believer, I know that a lot of you are believers listening to our program. Money is something that is very, very powerful. It can destroy you. It can distract you from what's important. But it's also something that God gives you to be good stewards with. What I was telling you before, when I had debt and all this stuff, one of the greatest things that I was told to do from a mentor and I did was I, even when I was trying to pay off all that credit card debt and pay off uh, so many things, I continued to give money. It was a small amount. I gave some money to my church and I found a charity that I gave 25 bucks a month to that I liked. It's not a lot of money, but part of it was developing the discipline of becoming a giver uh, rather than just uh, a debtor. And you kind of have to do both. Otherwise, you find yourself, you pay off all your credit card debt, and then you get right back into it because you didn't really change your habit. You didn't really change the attitude, the mindset that got you into debt in the first place. 
Proverbs 10, 15, it says, the wealth of the rich is their fortified city, but poverty is the ruin of the poor. Cities in that day, when that was written, were the place of ultimate security, okay? They had walls all the time. Wild animals were outside, windstorms, and the walls and the security for people who could live in the city it protected them from weather and from bandits. And cities were not just about security, but it was also significance. It mattered. And if you lived in the city, you were probably wealthy, you were uh, somebody with a good job, you had some kind of status in the culture. So being in the city was a source of significance. And sometimes people say the wealth of the rich is their city. Proverbs 18, 10, and 11. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. You know, for some people, our money is our fortified city. We wouldn't say that, and we, but we think of it as our protection. We feel like we're secure because we have some money in the bank. We're managing our money well. And we imagine it as something that's never going to weigh. Proverbs, the Bible is telling us that our significance needs to be in God because if our significance is in our money, uh, there's going to come a day where that just isn't worth anything. Where is your significance? If you need a breakthrough, if you kind of need to break out of some of the difficulty here, where is your significance? Are you anxious because your, your identity is in your money, your identity is in what you're subscribed to? Is you know, you don't want to give up that subscription because then you won't be able to communicate with these people or talk with these people, or you won't have a cool enough phone. You won't have, um, you know, whatever it is. You know, it's a pretty big deal. Jesus tells us in Luke, Luke 12, watch out for the materialism and everything. Make sure that Jesus is your strong tower, that your significance is in your faith, regardless of your financial situation. Make sure that your significance is in your faith and that you're following him. That'll help you with some of the anxiety. And I know that you've got a lot going on and it's going to continue, but uh, make Jesus your strong tower. It Really do that. Ask God to help you and he will help you with that. And I believe he'll help you with that supernaturally. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us supernaturally get our hearts right towards Jesus. So go ahead and pray. God, make my heart right with you. Friends, we're done for today. We're out of time on this Thursday episode of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I will be back with you tomorrow from 3 to 5 right here on KKLA and KPRZ. It's been great being with you today. Go to kkla.com, kprz.com for podcasts and more. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.